What's good, podcasters? Welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts, My Opinion Sports Podcast. Man, week three was was interesting. We had games that was semi-close, came down to the very end, went to overtime. We had some games that was a blowout, and we already kind of expected about those games. So I'm going to give y'all the uh, scores and updates of week three. Then I'm going to give y'all my top four games of the week. Then I'm going to introduce... Who walked into the big dog this week, man? That was a hard decision to figure out who was going to be big dog week three. And I'm also going to give y'all the predictions and who's leading the race and how close it's getting. Let's get right to the scores. Panthers and the Texans. Panthers came away 24-9. Ravens and the Lions. Woo! That was a game right there. Ravens came away 19-17. Washington and Bills. Bills got that 43-21. Bears and Browns. Browns got that 26-6. Colts and Titans. Titans got that 25-16. Chargers and Chiefs. That was a very interesting game. Chargers came out on top. 30-24. Chiefs now 1-2. Start the season off. Saints and Patriots. Saints came out on top, 28-13. Falcons and Giants. Falcons came out on top, 17-14. Bengals and Steelers. The Bengals came out on top, 24-10. Cardinals and Jaguars. Cardinals had that, 31-19. Jets and Broncos. Broncos blew out the Jets, 26-0. Dolphins and Raiders, that one came down to overtime and a field goal. But the Raiders came away 31-28. Bucks and Rams, that was that was a hard game to pick. But the Rams came out on top, 34-24. Seahawks and the Vikings, Vikings got that one, 30-17. Packers and 49ers, Packers escaped with a field goal, 30-28. And last night, Monday night winner, Cowboys and Eagles. Cowboys got that one, 41-21. As I was laying out some of them scores, man, did y'all hear, like, some of them nail biters? The Packers and 49ers, 30-28. The Dolphins and Raiders, 28-31. Ravens and Lions, 19-17. Falcons and Giants, 17-14. Those games all came down to field goals. Who kicker was the best? That's what it all boils down to. And that's what makes NFL great. Because it ain't all about who can hit the last jumper or the best design play all the time. And sometimes you leave it up to the most littlest guy on the field. The guy who doesn't do anything but kick the ball. To win the game. Be a hero. So that's what's up. <laughs> Let me get to the my first top four games of the week. It was the Browns and the Bears. Now, we all wanted to see how Justin Field was going to look on his first start. And he should be taking over over and, uh, Andy Dalton. Blah, 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 blah. Justin Fields looked like some shit last week, man. He did not look like the guy that we all thought was was in the preseason. I understand first game. I understand they probably need to game plan a little bit better against the Browns. 
But that guy was 6 from 20. 68 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. The only good thing about that is he threw zero interceptions. That was that was the best outcome you got out of that. Because uh, from what I was reading on ESPN and hearing on ESPN, that Justin Fields also hurt his throwing hand in that game. It's not major. He can play and all that. Of course, you know, the best ability is your availability. But is Justin Fields ready? If Andy Dalton was, is healthy right now, do you put him back in? I say yeah. Andy Dalton was, yes, he's not, it's not your Tom Brady, he's not your Aaron Rodgers, he's not Peyton Manning, he's not none of those elite quarterbacks that you thought Andy Dalton can, could be when he was in TCU and coming out into the Bengals his first couple of years, because Shorty got an arm, he got a rocket, but the Bengals didn't know how to use him, the Cowboys didn't want him. Now he's with the Bears, and I think he's in the best scenario. So I think if Andy Dalton was to be healthy and able to play, I, I say start Andy Dalton right now. Keep him as a starter. But he also was talking about Nick Foles can be a, a potential starter for week four. Like, Nick Foles? Where have this guy been? I'm pretty sure he was hurt maybe, but you throw Nick, you want to throw Nick Foles out there now? I don't know. But to finish the Bears off, Montgomery only had 10 carries, 34 yards. They had a long day. The Bears just had a long, struggling day. Mayfield, it was 19 from 31, 246, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Nick Chubb, 22 carries, 84 yards. Kareem Hunt, 10 carries, 81 yards, and a touchdown. Now, remember Jarvis Landry went down, and I was like, man, who is Baker going to throw to? Welcome back, OBJ. My man had five receptions and 77 yards. And he had one rush. I think it was for 10 yards, if I'm not mistaken. It's not bad on your, your, on your first week back coming off of, you know, knee injury. So hopefully, you know, he can build that chemistry with Baker and the Browns can potentially be a team that everybody... Think they supposed to be. We they are a playoff team because they had the right formula of running the ball and just keep pounding, pounding, pounding. And they have two running backs that can be starters any given day. They can go to another team and be a starter, in my eyes. So they got the formula to be a playoff team, but are they a deep playoff team? Is the questions that everybody would like to know, and I think that's the only way Baker Mayfield is gonna get that big contract. That everybody thinks he's well, he's going to get. I think the Browns has found that quarterback for the for right now. He can be their franchise quarterback. But for order for Baker to get that big contract, that that real real big contract, he's gonna have to go deep into the playoffs. And Miles Garrett had four and a half sacks. Man, he was balling. He was one of the candidates uh, for Big Dog House. But I, 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 I get down there to that line later. Dolphins and Raiders. Now, this game surprised me because I 
said that the Dolphins was going to have a long day. That they was going to be in for disaster because Tua wasn't there. And don't get me wrong, Brissett is a decent backup. I would take him as a backup any day. But I did not think that he was going to have that much success against that pass rush that the Raiders has. Brissett was 32 for 49, 215 yards, and one rushing touchdown. Gaskin had 13 carries and 65 yards. So it looked like that the Dolphins was able to push the ball down the field on the Raiders. Max Crosby didn't have no sacks. And, and Doc Way didn't have no sacks. The Raiders only came away with, I believe, two sacks throughout the whole game. So that was one thing that the Raiders didn't do is put pressure on Brissett. It sounded like Brissett was able to, to get his feet set and able to drive the ball. He wasn't able to throw a throwing touchdown, but he was able to get into the end zone. He was able to lead the team to an overtime loss. They lost, yes, but he was able to lead them to an overtime because I thought that this was going to be a straight blowout. I thought, I said, yeah, the Raiders, they hot right now. Derek Carr, who I, everybody was putting him in the MVP conversation, he did his thing also. He was 26 from 43, 386 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. That's pretty decent. You know, everybody can't be perfect as far as the interception ratio, but he's still throwing up numbers. He was able to throw 43 times, 386 yards. Shit, what, 14 yards away from making 400? And then they had Peyton Barber, 23 carries, 111 yards, and one touchdown. But I, the Dolphins took away Wilder. He only had five receptions for like 50-something yards. No touchdowns. Darren Wilder, it seems like teams are starting to understand Darren Wilder a little bit. But Henry Ruggs is starting to emerge. He's starting to be that receiver that the Raiders need. That deep threat. They stretch the ball down the field and maybe open up Wilder a little bit. But like I said, the Dolphins was able to stay in the game. They was able to hold the Raiders all the way into overtime to a daggone field goal to win the game. So that shows that the Dolphins has a potentially winning formula. I don't think they make the playoffs again this year. Um, I don't really see them over top of the Patriots this year. You know, the Dolphins was, was, was good last year. They most definitely not over the Bills. But I, I believe with Tua injury, and they still haven't uh, addressed that offensive line yet, that the Dolphins is not really going to be a playoff team this year. But... Hey, you never know. It's a long season. Still a lot of games to go. The surprising game was the Bucks and the Rams. I'm not going to say surprising because, like I said in my last episode, I believe that it was a low-key game of the week. Um, And what surprised me was that the Bucks was only able to throw up 21 points 
I thought that, you know, maybe it would have been a little opposite to the Rams if we will try to keep up, but no. Stafford played one hell of a game, and he did not throw as many passes as Brady. Brady was 41 for 55, 432, one touchdown, no, no interceptions. Jones, five carries, 11 yards. That's like, don't even exist. That man got one first down. That's it. And he didn't even get it off of one carry. Multiple carries to get this one first down. Mike Evans showed up. Eight receptions, 106 yards, no touchdowns. Like I said, Matthew Stafford was 27 for 38, 343, four touchdowns. Sonny Michelle, 20 carries, 67 yards. Now, Stafford. He is what the Rams have been looking for, and they thought they had it in Jared Goff. He, he's throwing deep bombs. He had Deshaun Watson three times downfield for a bomb. He connected to him once. But he after those first two times, he was like, oh, all right, Deshaun, you still got that speed, man. We, they ain't really paying you no attention. We can, I can, I can get it down there to you, and damn sure he did get him that one, that that third time. But what surprised me about the Bucks was that they didn't control the game like I thought they would. You know, five carries, eleven yards is not going to do it. And the Rams was physical this game too, because it was a couple times that Gronkowski went down, hurt, grimacing. And pain, they was laying the lumber on on that man. It was it was one play that they kept on showing the replay over and over and over, and I was like, woo, woo! Every time they showed that replay, cause you just knew that was a hit, and you knew Grunk felt that. But the Rams, like I said, the Rams were just were just aggressive. They was aggressive on offense. They was aggressive on defense. And Donald got his first sack against Tom Brady this week. So big shout out to Aaron Donald, man. Finally down there probably sacking every quarterback that he probably went against so far. And that's what's up. But the Bucks, um, I don't think you want to have Tom Brady throwing 55 times. You're going to fall into that category with the Steelers is struggling with right now. Letting Big Ben throw over 50-something times. Getting sacked. Can't escape the pocket like he used to. Not running the ball. And that's how the Bucks can lead up to. Not running the ball and getting... Well, he might not get sacked, but... You don't want to keep going up and down the field and you not putting no points. Especially not touchdowns. Field goals is this cool. But it's not going to keep you in the game or win the game unless you down to the last possession. So I think the Bucks need to find a damn running game. But, hey, who am I? It's just my opinion. <laughs> Man, this Ravens and Lions game. Ooh-wee. Boy, first of all. I'm going to go on record and say I thought the Ravens was going to lose. I I picked them to win, but actually to sit and watch the game, 
I thought the Ravens weren't going to pull it out, man. And I did not like that. I was, I was, I had like seven different heart attacks in this damn game. Let me tell you why. Jared Goff, 22 for 30. 217 yards, no touchdowns. Swift, 14 carries, 47 yards, one touchdown. The Lions did not play in the first half. The Ravens controlled that first half. But after halftime in that second half, man, the Lions flipped the switch. Now, remember, I said that where the Lions played in the second half in the last episode. And that's exactly what they did. They might not have played in the first half, but in that second half, the Lions have found something. They had seen something in the Ravens defense that they can just keep picking apart. And it was Swift. That Swift was coming out the backfield, catching passes, getting these long uh, open screens. He was carrying the ball. He was was getting uh, breaking tackles. He was being elusive. If it wasn't for Swift, I don't think that the Lions would be able to move the ball. So shout out to Swift. But the Ravens found a way to keep them in the game. Lamar Jackson, 16 from 31, 287, one touchdown, one interception. He also has seven carries, 58 yards. Now, I think Lamar numbers could have been higher. I think that 287 could have been over 300. For the simple fact that Marquise Hollywood Brown had three major drops. And all three of them could have been touchdowns. One was in the end zone. And the other two, he he had at least about four steps on a defender. And he dropped it. And remember when he had that slogan last year? What's the point of having uh, soldiers if you ain't going to go to war? Man. Lamar Jackson has been finding and looking for you the first three games more than he did in the first two years. And you dropped three critical passes? You were some shit this week, Hollywood. I can't even call you Hollywood because you, you can't walk down Hollywood Boulevard with that. You can't be a, a, a gold star. You can be a shit star this week, man. But what's so great about it, Lamar kept his poise. He was able to find Sammy Watkins to get downfield to set up the winning field goal. The most important field goal. Before I get to this field goal, let me go ahead and, and, and address this how certain Raven haters has been saying. It should have been a delayed game before Justin Tucker kicked the field goal. You gotta hey, sometimes in the heat of the game, man, you're not gonna get that delayed game. Sometimes you can't depend on a ref to make those calls. Because that, that that game was 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 unbelievable. I'm pretty sure the refs probably was probably into it as much as the fans was into it. So yes, did the ref miss that delayed game? It's a possibility. Have you want to look at it? Have you want to call it? It's a possibility. Yes, that the Ravens got away with a delayed game. 
but shit, it happened. It's a couple. It's a couple things that the refs missed throughout that whole game. So there's no reason to sit here and try to penalize the refs now for missing the call. Then they missed calls throughout that whole game. So, to top it off, my man Justin Tucker sealed the game, end the game, and it was over. From 66 yards away. Ooh. Who would ever thought that a Raven or anybody, period, anybody, will kick a 66-yard, and that's a damn NFL record. Who would have ever thought that? I never would have thought about kicking no daggone 66-yarder. I wouldn't even pull that stunt on Madden. No, nah, we're going for it. We got to go for the kill, maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? But shout out to the Ravens for that. Shout out for them having to the draft Tucker and having Tucker on this team and be sure ready. Shout out for Tucker for being ready. You know, he, he, he always practiced... 60-something yarders before uh, the game. He warming up and all that good stuff. So, shout out to him. Shout out to him so much that he is big dog of the week. <laughs> shout out to Justin Tucker, man, for kicking that 66-yarder in the win. For setting a franchise record. For setting a daggone bar so high that I don't believe that nobody else is going to kick that. I don't believe nobody's going to kick a 66, a 67, or anything beyond that. I believe that was it. And that was the only reason why that Justin Tucker had got big dog. Now, yes, Miles Garrett had four and a half sacks, deserving to be big dog of the week. Yes, Matthew Stafford had four touchdowns, no interception, and beat the Bucks, and deserved big dog of the week. But I believe that Stafford will get another four-touchdown game. I believe that Miles Garrett will get another four-and-a-half sacks in the game again. So that's the reason why that I gave it to Tucker. I don't believe nobody's going to kick a 66-yarder again. I don't think nobody's going to break that record anytime soon in the near future. I think that's that's going to be a record that's going to be set in stone. I believe that's a record that almost get him into the Hall of Famer if he's not already a Hall of Famer. So, Justin Tucker, welcome to the Big Dog House. So, we got the top three Big Dog Houses in the top three uh, week threes. We had Chandler Jones week one, Lamar Jackson week two, Justin Tucker week three. Two Ravens, and I'm not being biased. I know it's probably going to be biased. Oh, he's a Ravens fan. That's the only reason why the Raven, two Ravens is in. No. I just solely believe that these guys deserve to be Big Dog of the Week. So, there you have it. Big Dog of the Week. Justin Tucker. Let me tell you about these predictions, man. These predictions is getting real spicy, getting real nice, getting real, getting real close. This week, I came out on top, right along with my bro. <laughs> hey, Marty, we had that. We got him this week, baby. We was 12 and 4 this week. It was, it was very hard to pick. But even though we are 12 and 4 this week, we are still not top. 
of this prediction. Deshaun is still leading the way. She's one game lead over Travis, but she's still leading. So the top three is Deshaun, Travis, and myself. That's the top three in the standards right now. Everybody keep asking me, yo, what you, why are you doing the predictions? What the prediction mean? What, the, what you going to do at the end? And who going to win? What you going to... Ha, ha, ha. Yes. Trust me. I have something for the winner at the end of this prediction. At the end of the uh, NFL rankings. I have something for the winner. But I'm not going to release it yet. <laughs> it's going to make y'all still come and pick and still participate. Hopefully, y'all still want to participate in this. So, that's the that's what's, what's been going on in the prediction area right now. Basketball is coming up soon. So, yes, I will be talking about basketball. We're going to be having a dual, dual podcast. You know, we're going to talk about a little bit of the NFL weeks, or what week that's going on. Then I'm going to tell you what's going on in NBA week. Got some news for the NBA anyway. You know, just to give you a little teaser. Ben Simmons saying he don't want to report to the training camp, to the Sixers training camp upcoming soon. Will that be a problem? Will he get traded this year? Or will he fix the problem with the Sixers? The Lakers. Everybody's saying that the Lakers are old and they're not uh, going to be able to compete this this year. And so on, so on. Will the Lakers compete this year? Will the Lakers, will the Lakers win a championship? Or will the Nets be the team to beat this year? It's a lot of questions in the NBA. I'm going to give you all the top, top 10 players in the NBA soon. Who, who the NBA world believe who their top 10 players. So on and so on. But you got to tune in. Got to be ready. Got to have your ears to the podcast so y'all can give y'all my thoughts and my opinions about that. And to only to, to, to keep y'all, I need y'all to share the podcast. You know, you can find me on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts. I'm working on a new platform soon. You know, you can catch me on my IG, my THTS, my pin underscore sports podcast. Catch me on my Twitter, my THTS, my opinion. Or you can just simply just send me an email. You know, if you want to join the show, if you feel like you got an opinion about the show or anything in that nature, you can send me an email at my Gmail account at my THTS, my opinion at gmail.com. Boy, like I said, man. Share it. Listen to it. I guarantee I'm giving you all the raw and right stats. <laughs> if you think you can come on here and compete with that, come holler at your boy. And tune in next time, man. I'll be your boy, Dave. This is My Thoughts, My Opinion Sports Podcast. Catch you on the next episode.